Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Time now for the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. Good morning, St. Louis, and welcome into the Producers Balloon Party here on 101 ESPN and 101ESPN.com. Presented by Munganast, St. Louis Acura. I'm Matthew Rocchio, joined in studio by Jackson Burkett. Yo. Andrew Marsh. Yo. And good morning, Grant Francis. How you doing today? You doing good? I'd be doing better if Jordan Montgomery wasn't injured, wow. to be honest. Right to, business. Wow. right to business. They call me the negative one on the morning show. I don't know what the perception of your guys' show is. Did I screw up my microphone? No, no, it sounded like something exploded in my ears. Off to I a hot start too. on yeah, a Monday here. Great stuff. Jeez, Rock. <laughs> Barely, okay. I can't what tell you Rock, you're in timeout. There we go. Okay, now we're, now we're back. Everything's sounding good. Sorry about that, guys. Apparently Off to a microphone start. <laughs> didn't want to work for me. And Grant decided to jump right into the negativity. I was going to start off with saying the Cardinals are coming. Tra-la, tra-la, tra-la. tra-la. They right. have a, a two-game two winning streak, streak coming okay. into the break. Are you guys not ex- is that not what you guys wanted to Your talk sunshine about? sunshine and lollipops on a Monday. Yeah, I got well, to be sunshine and lollipops on this show. This is the balloon party. I got a bunch if of there's any place to do it. Got a bunch I, of negative Nancy's I was here. out of place. I'll apologize. That's <laughs> no, on I me. I think you're right. Think Marsh, you're right are you feeling positive after the Cardinals take two out of three against the Chicago White Sox? Sure. <laughs> Beaming with excitement. Cool. Yeah. Great. No, seriously, great. Right. Steven they, Matz. They came back yesterday. Steven what a, a great effort. All the runs were unearned, which is always a good sign for Major League Baseball they teams. They have a new starter in the rotation. I mean, he's an old starter, but he's a new starter in the rotation. It's Marcia, like a trade. On. It's like a trade. It's like they made a trade. Okay. Two's a fluke, three's a streak. Let's see it get done uh, after the All-Star break. We get a week off of all of this. And the good news when we come back is there might just be one less starter in the starting lineup because Jordan Montgomery has to leave the game over the weekend. And if you didn't think the situation could get worse for the St. Louis Cardinals, aside from the wins against a just roaring Chicago White Sox club, that was something I didn't see coming, and that makes it just about untenable for the Cardinals this situation. Matthew Libertor goes down. Um, Zach Thompson now has not pitched in a week. By the time he has a chance to pitch, it'll be 12, 13 days mm-hmm. since his scheduled uh, last scheduled start was supposed to happen in Memphis, and he has not pitched. So now the starting lineup is, uh, is just a complete blow-up question mark for the Cardinals like it wasn't you know an hour before Jordan Montgomery got hurt. Yeah, could you pick a worse like a, a worse scenario for a player to get hurt than Jordan Montgomery right now? Like, I mean, even if Goldie are on, uh, maybe Goldie for trade purposes, but he's him, not being traded. Well, let's just operate under the assumption Jordan that Montgomery he's, should be getting traded, right? And so you double that up the trade thing, and he's the only starter who can confidently go out mm-hmm. there and get you a quality start. I don't know if it could go much worse than him getting injured. Can we get into Marshall wanting to sell off? Paul Goldschmidt, because that's that's now all I want to talk about. What? Well, that was Jackson that said that. What are you talking about? You're just putting yeah. words into we, my we, mouth. We're not destroying microphones. You're misrepresenting the people on the show. 
Last night we're trying to talk. What are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about Jordan Montgomery and you know how how important his his injury has become now for the not only the team and the the rotation but you know trade talks and whatnot. And I'm trying to be serious. And last night you're just you're just making fun of me in the group chat. You're saying, oh, you know this guy, this guy. Yeah, and I was trying to get, get off my back. I man. was trying to get some beauty sleep, and Rocky was blowing up my phone with Wembenyama takes. <laughs> like, where was this at 3 p.m.? All right, so fine. Marshy doesn't want to trade Paul Why Goldschmidt. Trade Paul Goldschmidt. Why but not? Some, something's going to have to be done here. Jordan Montgomery, obviously, that injury is going to complicate things anymore because he was potentially a move with an expiring contract that you were going to make. Jack Flaherty, though, does have a good start since the last time we talked. Trade piece there for the St. Louis Cardinals. Bottom line is. Trades are going to happen. Moves are going to have to happen. Things are going to have to happen in the starting lineup. My thing is, do you think there is a starter coming to the St. Louis Cardinals at the trade deadline? You'd have to think. I mean... You'd have to think there was a starting pitcher coming to the St. Louis Cardinals in the free agency before this season, and yet nothing happened. No doubt. You're not wrong there. Now, when you say starting pitcher, do you mean like major league league starting pitcher quality or like a prospect? uh, Okay, major league. I thought you were going to be like one or two, like number one or number two. Uh, No, no, no. Not even that. Just major league quality. He yeah. can eat innings for you. Yes, I think that the Cardinals will receive one of those. They've gotten starting pitching in the previous two trade deadlines. Quintana, Montgomery, Jay Happ, John Lester. So that's that's to bolster the, the pitching team, yeah. staff and to, you know, to give them some innings to help the yeah. bullpen. Those teams for, were in contention. Exactly, for a playoff push. I wonder now if they do get a pitcher, if it's going to be one of those like 4A guys like we've talked about this on the fast lane, do you end up trading off uh, trading off pieces? You know, you get your pitching, but you also trade off some position players for some some pitching for the upcoming years. Because what you have, and let's just say Stephen Matz does come back into the rotation, then you have three spots to fill for next year. Correct. Yeah, at the moment. Mm-hmm. So, do you think it would be one of those older guys that we've seen before? Or do you think it would be like a, a, a young, cost-controlled pitcher? I would be shocked by the former and would bet on the latter because mm-hmm. why would you bring in for like sure mid-30s pitcher when a team is basically out of it by the All-Star break? But again, confusion with this team and the, the moves they've made, they just continue and continue, so I don't really know what to expect. But, a, a quad a, but the, the problem is a quad-A pitcher isn't going to solve it. Matthew Libertor is a quad-A pitcher. Yeah, yeah but he hasn't been good. <laughs> So what's the that's, yeah, that's kind the of the problem. definition of a quad A pitcher, isn't it? Yeah, but look, you know we've seen what John Morosi talk about the Cards mm-hmm. and the Mariners. You, here's a like Logan Gilbert, Bryce Miller. They already said that Ker- George Kirby's exactly. unavailable. So some of those guys, maybe I'm just going to throw out some names. I mean, Logan Gilbert's been pretty good lately. I don't know. So much maybe about they Gilbert, maybe they don't want you. maybe they don't want to trade him away. Just I, I don't know, but I'm just throwing names out there, right? So as of right now, with all this going down with Jordan Montgomery, because he's been your best starter so far this season consistently, what kind of return does he get right now on the market? Because you have a pitcher who has two months left on his contract here for a team wanting to trade for him, and now you've got a pitcher with a question mark due to an injury right now. What are you really... I mean, we talk about trying to get a starting pitcher back it's not going to just be Jordan Montgomery. You're going to have to package multiple things into that deal to get a quality. Like you're not going to be able to trade all your crap and get something good. Yeah, well, I mean, the Montgomery trade 
only really affects, I think, kind of the future because the Montgomery trade would be for prospects, and the current young players you have now would be for the pitcher to replace Jordan Montgomery. So this the Montgomery injury really only, in my opinion, affects mm-hmm. just kind of the future gaggle of young prospects that you're hoping to go into next season with without some of the veterans you have now. The question, though, then becomes, though, how much more important is the trade we're just talking about? And is a guy like Brendan Donovan, heck, some people want to trade a Nolan Gorman if you get a good enough pitcher. Does that maybe force their hand even more so, saying that you know we, we have to push for the, for the future, we have to go out and get a pitcher right now who's cost-controlled, who's going to be here for two or three years, because then we have to turn around and make the trade for Jordan Montgomery, whether depending on the severity of the injury, because this is for 2024, this is building prospects for later on, and a pitching staff for next season. So I think, I mean, you got to move him and then you got to decide how big of a trade are we going to go. Is it a Brendan Donovan and, you know, what other minor leaguers you want to throw in? Or is it a Nolan Gorman and a couple other players? Because that's the difference between getting a middling third, fourth level starter and getting a number two potential number one level. I wonder with their draft pick last night, Chase Davis, left-handed hitter. Yeah, big hitter. Big hitter. I wonder if that pick, him falling to the Cardinals, that makes them feel a little bit more comfortable if they do want to move away from Nolan Gorman. Boy, I mean, but that, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I, I, Gorman's I, I established. don't want to move away from Nolan Gorman. Yeah. But, you know, defense, we saw this past weekend, little, little, little defensive shaky. issues. Yeah. You know, the, I think this team is, they don't have like set roles. I think that's what's wrong with this team. They don't have set roles in the lineup and no. at specific positions. It's roulette and somehow Wilson Contreras is always in the middle of the lineup. <laughs> no matter. Greg, Greg Amesner said a couple weeks ago he's like there's a point where depth can be bad and I, the problem is is that that is the third time in the last eight years that I've heard that from the Cardinals. Mike Matheny said it once. John Moselock said it once about the the kind of the, the Matheny and Schilt squads and now we're hearing again from Amesner about this team. For some reason this this note of being versatile and having guys who, who can play all these different defensive positions and you can move around the lineup, it took a it took on a, a kind of a mind of its own and it led to where it's been negatives. But again, we're now talking about a Cardinals organization that has been building on these negative bases for five, six years. The pitching thing is a lot more apparent over the last three years. But I really think when you talk about the depth and not having roles, that mm-hmm. is going back now to Mike Matheny era mm-hmm. Cardinals seven, eight years ago. The fact that that has not been something that has been solved for consecutive seasons in that time span, that's a big issue for the Cardinals. I mean, it's been one of my bigger issues for <laughs> How have, since 2017. Like, I yeah. mean, I, the lineup I've got a little this, bit more consistent under Schilt than it was, it than did, it has yeah. been under Marmol and, and then it was under Matheny. But I just think the overall depth of the squad not not being the Boon that he thought it was and mm-hmm. kind of hampering them. I think that's just been the case for you know five or six out of the last eight years. Well, you look at the the Giants from a few years ago. This was like their type of team. They were like platoon players, role players, and it worked really well for them. I don't know if this team has that makeup though. Like you well, have yeah. to have the right guys in place if you're going to implement that type of system. Yeah, and I it's, I know it's not what you're talking about, but those teams also had Mass and Bumgarner. Like you look at teams who win. At the very least, they have one starter who is a rock-solid ace. Like, a rock-solid ace. And the Cardinals don't even have anything near that. Like, Jordan Montgomery is the rock-solid ace. He's a third or fourth starter on most Major League Baseball, or most contending baseball teams. Mm -hmm. So I just don't think that you can compare and contrast when the pitching situation, that's got to be issue 1 and 1A at the moment. Well, and on top of that, just looking at the pitching as well and how they use their 
depth on pitching, which they don't really have. But just looking at Zach Thompson and Matthew Libertor, which we talked about last Thursday, but like even developing your depth, like they don't have any roles. So how developing. do you build? How, right. How do you build <laughs> anything in your bullpen and your starting rotation? Like right. nobody's consistent. So you can't build anything if nobody's getting consistent reps at the same thing in, day in and day out. Speaking of consistent reps, we got a young player who's come up hitting the ball pretty well, playing at a position with a lot of questions around it for the St. Louis Cardinals. We're talking about Avon Herrera on the other side. If you want to join the show, you can multiple ways today. You can join us on the text line, Air Comfort, Air Comfort Service text line, 314-399-9646. You can also join the show at 101 ESPN STL on YouTube, and you got the chat right there. We're talking more Cardinals, Avon Herrera, and what the future of the Cardinals looks like with a new man behind home plate on the other side of the producer party here on 101 ESPN and 101ESPN.com. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan podcast presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back into the Producers Balloon Party. Balloon Party presented by Munganass St. Louis Acker here on 101 ESPN and 101ESPN.com. Talking Cardinals here for the All-Star break with Jackson Burkett, Andrew Marsh, and Grant Francis. Before we get into the topic, though, I wanted to bring in some of our wonderful listeners. They've joined us, as they always can, on our Air Comfort Service text line, 314-399-9646. You can also send in a mic drop on the 101 ESPN app, or you can join us on the YouTube channel, 101 ESPN STL. That's at 101 ESPN STL. In fact, we got a uh, text earlier today from the 314. Play the mic drops, and there's too many people on the show. Can you announce? yourself prior to speaking well here's the thing uh we'll take that under advisement but you could also watch us on the youtube stream again at 101 espn sdl and you can see all of our wonderful faces and you can tell who's talking i think we all have pretty distinct voices do we need to get, do we need to get like name tags though couldn't hurt yeah, i guess so um jackson burkett here um some thanks. call me piddles thanks jackson uh you can identify me by this kind of gravelly yet prepubescent voice i have Wow, that's a really good description. Which is not gravelly. I'd say soothing, too. Thank you, Grant. Good yes. morning, Grant. Always coming through in the clutch. You have a prepubescent gravelly voice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. What if you just have a really bad vocal fry? I don't like when you use words like that. Okay. I'm and, just wondering. Um, just thought I'd throw it out there. Me, I, you kind of sound like you're better than me, and I don't really like that. Yeah, you're... Mm, the vibes. Yeah, vocal fry. Right here. You can keep that from 7 to 10. Not good. 10 to 11. We're not talking about that nonsense. Jackson Burkett, sorry, uh, Matt Rocchio Thank talking you. to Jackson Burkett. Do you have any mm-hmm. other quick points about the text line? Uh, no. Nope. <laughs> I'm We're getting a text here totally from the 618. Are there any mic drops possibly from the Ballpark Village region? region? Should oh, we be expecting? Steve? Should we be expecting a, uh, I think a mic he drop said today? he was leaving a hot one for us, so maybe in the next break we can try to find it and listen to it. Always love when Stephen Wilder gets involved. 314 says, so I should watch while driving. I didn't say that. You shouldn't watch while you're driving, but then maybe, I don't know. Don't even go there. You know what? If you're dedicated enough, I'm you can a little pull bit harder. Over. Yeah, there you there go. Are parking I like lots that. everywhere. Right. Wow. But this is like pull saying. over type radio. This is like everyone stop what you're doing. I can mean a lot of things. So I'm going to agree with you on that one. <laughs> Ivan Herrera up with the Cardinals this year. He's been hitting the absolute crap out of the ball down in the minors. Uh, 989 OPS. Right now, for Memphis, it was over a 1,000 for a lot of the minor league season so far. It kind of jumped up on everyone that he was doing so well. He's 
finally got a start. He's had two games played since he came up, and he's hitting 333 with a 778 OPS. Obviously, the future of the Cardinals catching position has kind of taken a, a big roller coaster ride in the last 18 months. Last year, you had Andrew Kisner and Yvonne Herrera. Herrera just looked completely over his skis. He was not an MLB-ready player. You make the big signing for Wilson Contreras. Everything happens, and now you're staring down the barrel again of wondering if your best catcher combination actually behind the plate is still going to be Andrew Kisner and then eventually Yvonne Herrera. Your guys' thoughts on the Cardinals' situation right now in the backstop, mainly, is Yvonne Herrera your majority time catcher in the future over Wilson Contreras. Wait, real quick. So you're telling me that with the Cardinals catchers, there are no clear roles. Hmm. Yeah. I okay. mean, well, I'm just making sure. Starter might be playing in the That'd outfield. That'd be surprising for me. Um, or first base. Yeah. Or DH or wherever other you might try to slip him in there. With Always his in the middle of the lineup. 777 OPS. So yeah, no, yeah, there, there's not a lot of roles, so help me define the role here. Next year, is Yvonne Herrera your catcher in some kind of majority role behind the plate? So where Contreras is DHing? We'll figure that out later, Jackson. So you're going to pay all this money to Contreras to DH? Not my money, we'll figure it out later. Boy, that's uh, quite a situation right there. I mean, what do you got? Like you're gonna put no, and, and you shouldn't. And this is and this is the biggest issue because you shouldn't put him at DH because he is the definition of an average DH across Major League Baseball, um, under an 800 OPS, 750. That's what an average. OPS is for the DH spot across Major League Baseball the last two or three years. Do you want average from the DH spot? Is that what's going to get you to be a 90-win team again? I'm not sure, but I feel like you're already giving up one spot in the lineup to the best teams in the NL year in and year out by having him do that. Now, it changes a little bit if he can play a good outfield, but I have severe doubts about that considering we've seen some great athletes in Cardinals uniforms this year not be able to play a lick of defense. Let me ask you guys a question. And obviously we're like, well, you know, Yvonne Herrera, he looked he looked really good this weekend. Why would they go out and get Wilson Contreras? Do you think this is more on the front office for signing Wilson Contreras and, and having this whole debacle all year? Or is it more on Yvonne Herrera who just has gotten better this past year? I mean, look at his, I mean, his stance is different. Like he's done things differently and he just looks like a completely different player than what we saw last year when he was up here with the big club. Here's where I have a problem with all of this because the Cardinals were so high on Yvonne Herrera at one time. And Yadier Molina retires. You go out and get Wilson Contreras and you sign him to a five-year contract. I don't understand the term there because obviously there were some things that the Cardinals were unsure about. They loved his offense. But defensively, there were questions coming off of one of the best defensive catchers in the game. You're going to be okay signing a catcher that has defensive question marks. Mm-hmm. I have a problem with that to a long term contract. You want to sign him to a two year contract? Sure. See how it works. But a five year contract, you're putting yourself in a real pigeonhole situation yeah. where you can't get out of it now. And you have Yvonne Herrera. What are you going to do with him? Because now he's playing well, and you're kind of pigeonholed to where you have to play Wilson Contreras somewhere. You're overpaying big time for a DH if that's how you want him. But at the catcher position, you want Yvonne Herrera there? It's so another example of the front office just not really in the offseason free agency, like handling it super well. And maybe it was one of those things where you have to give the term to get the AAV down. Like for sure, that happens. 
But that goes back to the front office not being willing to spend in the offseason, which, again, is frustrating. So that's kind of where I'm at with this. Yeah, I um, going back to Marshy's question, I think almost 95% of the issues this year can be put on the front office. I mean, it's roster construction. That's the reason Mm -hmm. the Cardinals are where they are. Ali Marmol can't make guys hit. He can't make guys pitch better. That's just not what baseball managers do. That's the job of the front office to put the right people in the places to be. And I think we've talked about this many times on Balloon Party, and I echo Tim's sentiment by saying, I think they were in a bad position after Sean Murphy. They couldn't get that deal done. There was too many prospects, or the price was too high. And so they felt a need to act quickly and grab Wilson Contreras. Probably had to pay too much for too long for him. And that put them in a bad position where they didn't go get a free agent starter. Whereas if they were to get Sean Murphy and make that move, they would have the money they use for Contreras to go out and get a starter, and I think the team is in a much better position. However, a lot of the starters that they were looking on getting are either hurt or not playing well. So, you know, you can hindsight's always twenty twenty. But having said that, the process of getting Murphy with the moves and getting a pitcher is better than paying what they paid for Wilson Contreras, especially given the fact that he probably won't be your day-to-day catcher for the duration of the contract. Here's my question, because we're talking about just, again, the process of going after a catcher at all in free agency or or the trade market. They won 93 games last year, cobbling together again an overmatched Avon Herrera for 11 games, a in-and-out Yadier Molina who batted, who was a 52 OPS plus player for 78 games, and Andrew Kisner, who was a 74 OPS player for 96 games last year, and they still won 93 games. So I guess the question is, just right off the bat, is did they have to go out there and make a move for Contreras or Sean Murphy full stop would have been unacceptable from a fan base, not knowing what we know now, would it have been unacceptable to go into this season with a different catching group where a majority of games, again, would have been on Andrew Kisner? If that would have been the plan, would that have been acceptable to fans or to you guys? Uh, that's a good question because I th- I would say it would have been, ha- but it all depends on what else they did. If they if it was get like two or like two starters who are you know quality starters, then I don't think people would have complained having Kisner, or Herrera, or whatever combination you want to put back there. But if they really didn't do anything, like if it was a weak off season, especially when you say he's going to spend more, and then you go in with Kisner and Herrera or whatever combination, then yeah, I think there would be a lot of problems. I think people are going to complain no matter what. But yeah, I think that depending on what else they did, it would have been a big difference. I think that if the Cardinals this offseason did not go out and spend money on a catcher, every Cardinals fan would still be talking about it to this point. Because if you go out in the offseason and you don't sign a catcher, you don't pay money for a catcher, people are going to be ticked off. And it's just going to be another example of how this front office doesn't spend money. And while it is frustrating right now, you have to give them credit that they did go spend money, at least. I just don't, I still don't understand the term. And another thing with Herrera, you know, if you want to see more of what he is, get a better idea of what he is coming into this season where you have to go out and sign a catcher, why not have him up for more time last season with Yadier Molina? And I know, you know, Kisner's your backup, and he's a. I, I, we don't talk enough about Kisner, and I feel like he gets left to the side a little bit because he's been fine as the Cardinals' backup. But in terms of long term development, would you have liked to see Yvonne Herrera up more last season with Yadier Molina while he was here? 
I never thought about it again after they sent him down just because mm-hmm. he was completely overmatched. And it was a disappointment, mm-hmm. too, because this was supposed to be the heir apparent, not the next heir apparent, but the heir apparent to Yadier Molina. It was coming to an end. He had the talent. Clearly, he does. Guy, again, opens up, starts hitting 1,000 OPS in the minors this year. It's when we start, that's why we're talking about him in, in the first place. So I think, again, I can't blame the Cardinals for going out and making a move at catcher. I think it should have been Sean Murphy. I think when you look at how you build this team, it would have been more in line with how they've built this team to go to Sean Murphy. But I think they had to make a move for a catcher, and they they got caught making the wrong one and maybe paying a little bit too much, maybe adding one more year that they shouldn't. Let's just say it's not Sean Murphy, and you don't want to roll with Andrew Kisner. Why why can't you just get a, a bridge a bridge guy mm-hmm. until you know until Yvonne Herrera is ready? I mean, last year, yeah, he didn't. He didn't look that great, right? It's but not now to it's, forecast what he was going to do. I have a, like. I feel like this organization like jumps ship on players sometimes. Like they, they pick and choose. Like some some players, they'll stick with them forever. It seems like until until their contracts up, and you're like, wow, that guy. He probably shouldn't have been with the team maybe two or three years ago. And then some players, are, they, they just move on real quickly. In terms of, I mean, I could just be throwing that out there, obviously, but same thing with Randy Rosarino. Like, you're you know, not the only person who feels that way. I'll say that. I know, it, I know. It, it might not I be know, the most. Not. It, 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 was, it might not be the most factually based. Uh, no, opinion, it's my opinion. opinion, but it is undoubtedly one that a lot of Cardinals fans agree with you on. I would say that. I'll say that right now. Hey, brief aside, and this has nothing to do with Ivan Herrera or baseball. Honestly, where you guys at on this Wimbledon trophy? They got Wimbledon up right here. The ladies' single trophy. This dish thing, like it looks like a plate. I'm kind of into it. Oh was, yeah, the dish, like the big, like the big yeah. plate. Like I kind of wish that was all sports. Marsh, are you doing this water bottle? Uh, no, I'm not. Actually. He's gonna try to throw it. Um, but the, hey, the Jordan, thinking, I think you. The, the dish is really cool. I think we should bring that into more trophies. Trophy designs have just fallen off. They really have. I mean, you can't really get any better than uh, the Stanley Cup. The Stanley Cup. Yeah, that's the go to one. But this dish, I mean, I really am a big fan. Like, just yeah. like a dinner plate is your trophy. Mm-hmm. Just Text me your comfort dishes. service line 314-399-9646 for your take on dishes. Well, that's what well, Little Piddles wants to talk about. Trophy. Dishes is trophies. Or, or like non-traditional trophies, like the like, green jacket. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the platter. This is what the people want to talk about, Rock. They want to talk about trophies. They don't want, they they don't want to talk design. about this bad Cardinals team. That's not what we're going to talk about next. Oh, what are we talking about it's then? It's 10.32 on our Clarkson Jewelers time trick, which means we have to go to break, because besides the fact that this is the balloon party's time trick, this is the producer's party, and as producers, we keep the show on time as, as best as we possibly can. You're not winning any so producing dishes, I can tell you that much. We're going to talk about great sporting trophies that are shaped like eating elements on the other side. Actually, we're going to be talking about the one team in St. Louis that's consistently winning in the year 2023. STL City FC got another win (laughs) over the weekend. 1-0 over Toronto FC. That's now three wins in a row since they've made a lineup change. AZ Jackson getting the big goal. We're going to talk more about STL City SC continuing to win through these injuries on the other side. This is the Producers Balloon Party presented by Munganass St. Louis Acura on 101 ESPN and 101ESPN.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We're 
right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. in St. Louis. Thanks to your Clarkson Jewelers time check. This is the Producers Party on 101 ESPN and 101ESPN.com presented by Mugganass St. Louis Acura, Matthew Rocchio, Jackson Burkett, Andrew yep. Marsh, and Grant Francis here taking you up to 11 a.m. before we'll pass it off to BK and Ferrario sans the BK. Congratulations to our good friend Brandon mm-hmm. Kylie, of course. And we're going to be talking a little STL City SC as they got another win over the weekend. A 1-0 as a texture made sure I wanted to say a 1-0 win on the pitch against Toronto FC. AZ Jackson getting his first STL City goal, the one goal for them. An ugly game, but a big win for them. No Klaus continued no Edward Leuven. He's back on the training uh, pitch, luckily, so maybe he's going to be back. Bottom line, though, a third straight win since they changed up this lineup. AZ Jackson comes in. They've switched to like a diamond midfield, and they get wins over San Jose, Colorado, and now Toronto FC. Again, three games they probably should have walked away with at least – I would say seven of the nine available points, they get all nine points. And the the big storyline has to be that game in and game out, whether it be Akil Watson right back, AZ Jackson in the middle, or who have it, Sam Adeneron with his incredible uh, play through the San Jose and the Colorado game. Players keep stepping up no matter who's on the field for STL City, and it's been incredible to watch. Defense, doggies, defense. Defense, doggies, defense. Marsh, it's all Roman Marsh, you want to get in there? No? Okay. It's all Roman Burke. I mean, I wish I wish I could. Defense, doggies, defense. I haven't been to a game yet. I don't know. That's fine. A chance. That's I not a real. But if you want either, to, everyone. don't worry. That's not a chance you're going to hear at the game. Isn't, okay. Unfortunately. Not, not one you're going to hear at the game. And that's a shame. Can we talk about the, the defense, though, and just how... How defense, they doggies defense. Yes, exactly. Roman like, Berkey, 77.4 save percentage, second in MLS behind uh, Nashville. Brian Jackson is an SH. National security. Thank you so honorary. much for bringing that back, Grant. Yeah, um, the defense has been incredible. And, well, it's and, all Berkey, but again, maybe. and it's all Berkey. But I mean, you, he's been seeing some very close chances, and he's been saving them. The high danger chances he's been he's been taking away. But at the same time, you do have to give credit to, the, to a back four in front of him that continues just to keep getting switched out. Akil Watts never played right back until three months ago, and he's played multiple games now at right back. Kyle Heber was a center back. He's been playing left back for, it seems like, almost the entire season at this point, and you keep having switches at different times between Tim Parker, Lucas Bartlett, and now Josh Yarrow at the center back positions, too. So, I mean, there's a changing of the guard in front of him as well. His ability to direct that defense, it's been it's been incredible. I'm not taking anything away from Roman Berkey, because he has been spectacular, obviously, but I don't think it's all Roman Berkey. I think this is a systems thing that's worked really well for this team. You look at the interceptions on the defensive side of the ball, too. 242 interceptions this year on the season, which is second best in the MLS as well. So it's not only just uh, the goalkeeper playing well. This team's playing well as a whole. And on the offensive side of things, it's impressive what they're doing just on the offensive side because they're getting to the front of the net. They put a lot of shots on net, too. Mm-hmm. They are, uh, this past Saturday, 17 shots, six of them on net compared to Toronto. They had 12 shots with three on net. So they're getting a lot of balls to the net compared to their opposition. And over the course of the season, 105 shots on target, which is fifth best in MLS. Like They're doing a lot of things. They're playing that blue collar grinded out sort of soccer that they said that they were going to play and it's been working for them and it's been resulting in wins even through 
the injuries to Klaus and Leuven. I mean, they've won their past three. They are, what is it, 6-1-5 and five since they lost Klaus, which is just super impressive. And what's interesting about the the shots and the shots on target, you mentioned you know, this past weekend, 17-12 to 12 in favor of City SC. We look at the possession time. I mean, the possession time is 63%. For Toronto and 37% for St. Louis. Yeah, if you were listening to the broadcast, they even said, he goes, that number shouldn't surprise you. They're always at the very bottom. Well, they they are. They, mm-hmm. they, they usually are the team. And, and it's weird because sometimes when they're the team with the ball more, it's like usually around like a 51, 49%, somewhere around that range. They end up losing the match. It's just an, it's an odd thing when you look at it from a stat sheet. But when you watch it live, it, it makes sense. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do this for Jackson. It's kind of like when a good offense in the NBA slows down their pace and then the entire offense just start, you can't hit their shots or anything, just completely messes with their tempo. Don't talk to me like I'm a child. Um, my biggest issue. Bring basketball for you, buddy. Jeez, no, trying actually, to be nice. My you know, God. We, we got a text from, from the Air Comfort Gosh. Service text line 618. Uh, the playful posse is doing a stellar job replacing the balloon party. So kudos to all of you gentlemen, but I think something should be addressed off the rip. Why does Rocchio feel the need to rip on the balloon party with his entitlement that he's better? That is not acceptable at Hubbard Radio. That was my burner account, actually. I was going to say, you said that. I got sent in eight minutes before I said that. That was for my dad. Uh, no, what I was going to bring up is uh, Toronto FC's third jersey that they did, trotted out there on Saturday. The Cotton Candy Special. <laughs> like a South, South County Carnival. That was some of the worst <laughs> uniforms I've ever seen in my life. Oh my God, these things are abysmal. And you know what? On that point, because Jackson, as we know here, just brings up the important topics here yeah, the balloon right. party, both when Tim's here and when it's the producer party. And so we, we got to get into a, a little topic on the other side of the break here because Jackson mm-hmm. Burkett demands it. And I'm going to need you all to join us here on the text line, the Air Comfort Service text line, 314 399 9646. I need your quick Mount Rushmore of American major sports trophies. And it works because there's only four, and there's four spots on a Mount Rushmore. I know your show has screwed that up in the past. Uh, there's four spots on a Mount Rushmore. Well, so just you know, your, your, again, your t- just ripping on other people. So just your Mount station. Rushmore of American the, sports trophies. Texting again, yeah. 314-399-9646. And you can watch the show. You can even join us on the YouTube chat with your answer at 101 ESPN STL on YouTube. Talking plates... And cups on the oh, other yeah. side of the producer's balloon party presented by Mungan Ass Seal is accurate on 101 ESPN and 101ESPN.com. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Welcome back into the producer party here on 101 ESPN and 101ESPN.com. Andrew Marsh, Jackson Burkett, Grant Francis. I'm Matthew Rocchio, and we're taking you right up to 11 o'clock. So we got about six, seven minutes to break down two big questions. Mm. I already threw out one of them in the break. We're going to touch on that to close out the show. What is your ranking of the four major sports championship trophies? But the big question we got to come into tonight, Home Run Derby. You can catch it right here on 101 ESPN at 7 p.m., is the Derby the best aspect of any All-Star game across all sports? I'll start it off. I think there's only one thing close to it, but it hasn't been for years. Derby right now is number one with a bullet. Yeah, because the dunk contest has the bones, has the DNA to be yes. 
like by far the best. Oh, I was talking about the skills competition in the NHL. Is that what you were talking about? The I like when they race around the ice okay. and everyone's yeah. like, oh, wow, look how fast these My guys favorite, are skating. They got, I think they got Super rid of this cool. event, but uh, the guys, they used Relay to pass race. into these little nets. Oh, the, yeah, like what the, Ernie Johnson would do. Sauce yeah. passing. And yeah, boy, that's just I just off. absolutely loved it. And they got rid of it. I don't know why. Uh, but the dunk contest, if the stars were to do it, like it was John, Zion, and shade and sharp like that'd be really cool but stars don't do it so it is not the coolest the home run der- i gotta be honest i don't i don't really care about it all that much personally I, I, I hate to like bring down the mood but it's just not my favorite doesn't really move the needle for me does anything move the needle in terms of all-star game for you mm, all-star, no, game, I think all-star games are so trivial like I, I, I find them so arbitrary well, I yeah. hate to, I hate to be like the of Debbie Downer. They're arbitrary. They but they should be. They shouldn't have they shouldn't have meaning the way that they used. I mean, when the Major League Baseball All-Star game quote unquote mattered, it was the dumbest thing in sports. Right. The fact that really? it decided you love that. You oh like god, that? that was so yeah. stupid. Yeah. Exhibition Come game on. in July decided where the World Series is going to be played. That's a huge thing. Yeah, you can't just have that I mean, decide. In my opinion, the Cardinals don't win the World Series in 2011 if Prince Fielder does not help them. Right. And how stupid home, is home that? Field advantage. I think it's awesome. I thought it was cool. No. Somebody no, texted no, no, me no. it's not a thing anymore and you know, that is what it, it is. Yeah. That's, that was not the opinion I was expecting. I'm, I really want to hear what your ranking is now of the, of the major sports because you got hot takes in here for this last segment. Oh, Three one four says quiet. I like the breakaway competition in the NHL. I don't watch the NHL skills competitions as enough. I saw the speed skating competition with Cairo, but that's about the only one I can really remember. Yeah, the breakaway was fun. I found it more entertaining whenever Jordan Bennington was a goaltender in that competition in 2020. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I so that. I think when you have a goaltender in that, I think it's even more entertaining to uh, be a part of, but I'm kind of with you, Jackson, like all-star games don't really do it for me. No. Um, I will say out of any part of any all-star game across sports, I think the home run derby is the best thing, but I think one place where it falls short is like, the two home run leaders in MLB this season, Shohei Otani and Matt Olson, not even participating. Yeah, that's so like you don't even have your two best, you know, home run leaders in the competition tonight, which I think puts a little bit of, of hurt on that. But uh, I'd find it more entertaining if it was like a battle between the top eight. You know, I think right. four of eight of the top are, are in there tonight. I'm, I'm confused. This city loves nothing more than giving a standing ovation to a former Cardinal. So a night. When you have both Adolis Garcia and Randy Arozarena mm-hmm. in the first round facing off against each other, former roommates, mm-hmm. you're telling me St. Louis won't collectively stand up in their living rooms today and give these guys yeah. a good, you know, a nice little standing ovation. I think. I mean, come on, that's a reason, isn't it? Yes, I think all Cardinals fans will be standing in front of their TVs just with smiles on their faces watching that go down. Yeah, why wouldn't you? I think Randy A is going to win the whole thing. Well, and, and here's the thing, Marshy, he's going to win the whole thing. I like the idea there, and I like the betting idea there. Randy Rosarena at the bottom of the betting list. He's uh, sixth uh, worst odds out of the, uh, uh, I guess, best odds the way you want to see it. He's plus 950 right now. The only ones lower than him. Mookie Betts at plus 1800 and Adley Rushman, the Orioles star at plus 2000. I really do think that right there in the middle, the Adolis Garcia at plus 700 and the Rosarena at plus 950. I think those are probably the best two bets if you're looking to bet on the Derby tonight. Give me Rushman. Give me the give me the odds. A young kid, only 11 home runs, but he doesn't understand that you're not supposed to swing out of your shoes. Mm-hmm. And ruin your swing in the in the 
Derby. At the same time, Guerrero Jr. has also come out. He's plus 350, the second favorite. He's come out and said, I don't care about that. I'm going to swing as much as I want. So I think that if you want to play smart money, it might be on Guerrero Jr. or two-time winner Pete Alonso. But if you want to win a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, dip your toes in. Again, you can get nice little, you know, ten, ten, you know, $10 bets. You know, you're, you're getting a nice little dinner if, if, if Adoles Garcia or Randy Arena walk away as the winner. And we got J-Rod at plus 500. Hometown I was about to bring guy. Him up. Yeah. yeah, hometown guy. And he went to the final last year before he lost to Juan Soto. So another good value pick right there. That's exactly why I was going to bring him up. He had a great performance at the Derby last season. And the fact that it's at his home stadium would be a cool storyline if he's able to pull it off. Cool right. trophy, too. Quick question here. We got just a couple a cool minutes. Trophy. That is actually a cool yes, trophy. Son of a. Okay, we're going to get into this last thing before we leave. Quick rankings of the major sports trophies in America. The four major sports trophies. Jackson, hit me. It's it, this is the definitive list. Okay, uh, of course it is because it's Jackson's. Stanley Cup is one. Okay. Surprise, surprise. Arguably. Larry O'Brien trophy number two. Because when they used to superimpose it on the court, it was awesome. And then they took that away. Three Lombardi trophy, it's good, but it needs to be bigger, it needs to be more grand. The fact that you can hold it in one hand, no good. Mm-hmm. And then fourth and by a long shot. The World Series trophy, the Commissioner's I, Trophy, is hot garbage. Jackson's You're list insane. is good. He's 100% correct. Number one with the bullet, <laughs> Stanley Cup. Yeah, Worst no one by far, World Series. No I way. Is, what happens no. in the middle? I actually like the one-hand aspect of the Lombardi Trophy. Going uh, like really high above the head like you see all the Super Bowl nah, winners. That's what I love good. about the Lombardi. That's my number two. You can't and I'm, and I'm, stare at me and I'm say that the Larry, Ro- the Larry O'Brien is better than the Commissioner's Trophy. Dude, the ball's like half hanging the off the trophy. It's cool. The Larry O'Brien, it's the size of my water bottle. It's going to happen right oh, now. Look, 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 look me in the eyes. The Larry O'Brien trophy is better than the World Series trophy. No, it's not. It's way more iconic. Like the picture of, of, of Jordan crying next to it and Kobe, it. Kobe with the leather jacket holding it. I'm with Marsh on this one. The World Series trophy, like it looks like it could be broken with like someone sneezes wrong. It could one of those flags could fall off. That, that is very true. It's really it's thin very, and nasty. It's very flimsy. I, I agree yeah. with you. That's always bothered oh, me. Oh, because you've held it before? <laughs> no, but it looks flimsy is what I'm saying. I'm saying it looks flimsy. You hold it over your head and try to do it like it's the Lombardi trophy. I feel like you're going to lose one of the flags. Yeah. It's gonna, one of them's going to, you know, flick off or something like we that. Just got a text from, we got a text from Rob Manfred, uh, actually the 314. Who cares? They're just pieces of metal. It's bingo. That's an argument against you, the commissioner of the league that you are championing no right now. Who likes that guy? Right. Who sorry. likes any commissioner in any sport? I feel like Adam Silver's got a pretty okay. good. He, he does. I feel like he done? has a good... We this actually are done. Uh, I was going to read this one uh, text about Jackson, but I'm, I'm just no, not feel free. Please, please. Uh, Jackson equals hot garbage. I would agree on half of that. Yeah, all right, that's fair. Descriptive. Not which, which part? Uh, the hot or the garbage whatever, part? Both. I think, yeah, I think you know. Uh, Mar said the world's the World Cup trophy is no good either, and I have to disagree. I don't. I don't it needs like to be it. bigger. It's too but tiny. The size of my iPhone 11. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's too tiny. That's the problem with the World Cup. And you know what? That's the problem with this show is we spend a lot of time talking about trophies. And thank you so much to Jackson for bringing up plates at like 1033 completely out of nowhere because it drove the rest of the show. Yeah, well, I got distracted. That's what we do on Balloon Party. Hey, baby, it's Balloon Party. You you got to assert yourself at some point, right? Damn straight. I'm not sure if they're going to let us do this after the uh, trophy presentation just went 30 minutes long on this show. But if we do, I hope I'm doing it again with Jackson, Marshy, and Grant Francis. Hope you guys have had fun today on the Producers Balloon Party. I know we have presented by Munganass St. Louis Acura. Coming up on the other side, it's going to be BK and Ferrario. BK still out. Tanner is in. That's why a lot of people who were texting in wondering why Tanner's not on the Producers Party. The man's got a whole entire three-hour show to produce. Get off his back. Obviously, he would have improved the show, but he's got work to do. Leave him alone. Hopefully, we'll be back with more Producers Party later on this 
this week before Tim gets back next week again. Thank you so much to Grant. Thank you so much to Jackson and Andrew and to all the listeners out there, all the texters, everybody on the live stream. This has been the Producers Party on 101 ESPN and 101ESPN.com. You've been listening to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN.